So welcome, 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 so welcome, welcome to, to No Stupid Questions. Question. Hello, Hello everybody. This week's welcome, welcome, welcome. It's for real. It's for real. T-Leak like, and Jack. Rah, rah, like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific <laughs> order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Real. Time okay. is question real. for today. No. Wow, wow. All right. Stupid. So, question. Stupid question. Jack. Jack. Welcome to this episode. Of My first question is, who are you? No stupid question. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of No Stupid Questions. You've got T. Leak here, and on the other line, you have Jag. What's up, people? Jag in the house. No <laughs> stupid questions. 2021. I'm loving that we're done with 2020. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't say that too many times. But anyway, what's going so, on, T. Leak? This is No Stupid Questions show, the show where you have two smart people and one stupid question. And what's going on is uh, you're going to tell me what the stupid question is for well, today. This one's going to hit home. This one's going to be personal. Okay, I got my wine. Is it is it a wine question? Well, I don't know. Or water. Or do I need to turn the water into wine? Well, if if you could do that, then this, <laughs> this, this question may not have any, any significance to you. Okay. But, but the question for today is, T. Leak, are you taking yes. the vaccine? The COVID-19 vaccine, that is. It's not my turn yet. Okay. I'm not over, what is it? Is it over 65 that they're prioritizing? I, I think it's, it may be different per state. You know, it's states administering it. So it may be different in Georgia than it is in Texas. Well, but isn't there, there, there is CDC there's, guidance. There, there's guidance. There's guidance. And the CDC guidance is to prioritize certainly people in environments where there's a, I'm sorry, residential uh, housing, which... Yeah, where there is a lot of, so senior homes, senior facilities, because obviously you have a little bit of both. So yeah, so I think that- So you don't um, live in a senior citizen home. I don't live in a senior citizen home. You don't work in a hospital or a medical I, facility. Yeah. You, I mean, even though you're on the front lines, you're not considered a front line. No. First line no. of defense worker. No. Okay. So you don't have to make this decision today, but assuming it was your turn, today would you take the vaccine would you take it <laughs> she gonna just throw the question back at me but you know what i'm ready to answer it. okay let's hear it i'm feeling kind of froggy so yes i would take you gonna the jump <laughs> i love that so, by the way, I was just looking it up, and on the CDC website, it does say that the health department, so they don't have any specific ones. Yeah, it is It is by phase phases, and this phase currently is healthcare workers, nurses, physicians, EMS, laboratory techs, and environmental services, long-term care facilities, which is what I was trying to say earlier, staff and their residents. It is 65 plus in their caregivers and law enforcement personnel. So that's it. And then just, just for giggles, let's see where you are on the list and go to Texas. 
and find out you notice how i'm procrastinating so we're in limited supply yeah, yeah, so you guys have, have you still haven't answered that question you okay. guys have direct care hospital long-term care ems 9-11 home health so all the things we have nurses and then long-term care residents and then persons 65 plus or 16 plus with at least one chronic medical condition so that's okay. the that's the order so including pregnancy Okay. Um, which there's been some debate about, but anyway. and and that's obviously for the quote unquote public vaccination program. Correct. There may be private companies that do some things differently. And right. My company like, has actually surveyed people that work for us to see if they made the vaccine available, would we take it? Oh, we got surveyed with one of the organizations that I do teach classes. Oh, well, we so it's surveyed. easy then. You could just tell us what your answer to that survey. <laughs> My answer was, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you mean to tell me they, they had a they had a yes, no, and a I don't know on the Well, side? actually, no, they did it. They had a no and reason why. Okay. So when I first heard about the vaccine, I they did note that people with severe allergies mm-hmm. should not take it. And I have an allergy to sulfa as a component in drugs and I did look into it and I, I I'm trying to think if I looked at all of the vaccines to determine if there was any sulfa in them in terms of any components of the vaccine ingredients that was sulfa based mm-hmm. and I did not see any in the vaccine I checked I don't know that I checked all of them so that's a good thing you know, I was I was talking to a couple of people, and you know this this is a, this is a problem because we've talked about this on previous shows. But you know, I've seen lots of stuff on the internet that is either against it, or you know, obviously when I look at things in the mainstream news, and it talks about how there are people that are taking it specifically to prove that there, you know, it is safe. And that high profile people are taking it. Hell, the president took it. And of course, we're not trying to take any chances with the president. And President um, Biden, that is, right? President Biden, correct, correct. We might take some yes. chances yes. with that other guy. <laughs> Let's not go there. Did we're, I say that? We're done with that. Yes, right, we're done okay. with that. So, you know, I, I will tell you this. My dad asked me. Well, I know you didn't have this long to answer on that survey. I know that <laughs> you I said no and I and the reason I gave at the time was because I heard that it wasn't good for people with uh, that's um, right. with allergies and I have since checked and they don't have anything that I am directly allergic to but I so, will say so your sofa sofa drug sofa allergy did, doesn't get you out of this one at least not the vaccine that I checked. So I have okay. to check the other, depending on what's made available, because I understand they're pretty much, you know, you don't know what you're going to get until you get it, right? Okay. Because the supply is, they're ordering from both Moderna and Pfizer, as I right. understand it. Right. So I'm sort of supply is, is the basis for that, you know, and the state and when you ask and all that. My dad asked me whether or not he thought I should take it. In fact, he just told me he had the appointment. I said, oh, okay. And I said, I told him that my boyfriend and his, his siblings had actually recommended to their mother that she not take it and just wait a while and see kind of how things shake out. And I said, but you know, 
you're going to go ahead and do it anyway. So you don't need my opinion. And I was, again, probably trying to defer. <laughs> right, right. And he said, oh, well, what do you think? And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and I did tell him, I said, you know, it is, it's your life. And I honestly don't feel like, and this is a very weird position for me to be in because I'm, you know, someone who goes and does research and determines what my position is. I don't have a position. Um, you know, I think that there are so many unknowns that it really is a matter of how much risk you think you're at. I mean, we talk about who's who's the first line and it is the, the people who are at highest risk and how comfortable you feel. And because I, I, I told my father, I don't want to be responsible for telling you not to take it and something happens or to take it and something happens. So it's your life which is sad to say, I hate to say that, but that's, yeah, that's where I am. Now, so this, this really has you torn, I see, because I'm not used to you taking this, this approach. Thank you I'm, for I'm, confirming that. Cause I feel in a, I feel like I'm in a very weird place that I'm so, not usually in, especially as it relates to health. So first of all, there are three actually vaccines that are available to the public in the U S there's the Pfizer BioNTech, there's Moderna and then there's the AstraZeneca. Astra, okay. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at how different they are from each other and whether or not there are different ingredients in them that may, uh, I assume there are different ingredients in them because they're three different companies and, you know, you could have a different reaction to, to, to any one of the three. Just, just also of note, as of today, I think this is valid through January 25th at 5.49 p.m. Central Standard Time, there have been 23.5 million doses administered in the U.S. So they're, they're running, last week they averaged 1.25 million doses per day. So you're right, and it's easy for me to say yes because I, I've known for a long time that I'm kind of far down the list. I, I don't think you know one will be available to me unless my company does something you know, for, for three or four months probably. But let me ask you this. Do you think society is better off if everyone took the vaccine right away? If you're taking the, the society's view. <laughs> I mean, come on, you, you know we had to get deep into this. There's <laughs> no stupid questions. We have to, we can't give um, you an easy question. Well, so. So I wrote, I wrote a blog post and I, I posted it on LinkedIn and everything and I talked about and, and I was just watching one of my news shows and they were talking about how our emphasis has been on this sort of superficial prevention, which would be washing hands and, and, and face masks and, you know, definitely think that's a part of it. But also another part of it is that we tend to be more susceptible to any you know, disease, particularly COVID-19, when we, our immune systems are not strong and various things can, of course, affect that. I'm going to okay. take a really long answer to your yeah, question. You're about, <laughs> you about to give me a Socrates. Uh, <laughs> um, so having said that, um, I do believe that, you know, that, that, there is this, and, and this is another thing that's going around the internet, you know, this concept of herd immunity. Right. And it, it requires, of course, a significant percentage of people to be immune. And a vaccine is one way to develop immunity. 
And so the question is, in all of this, where again, I'm, I'm not clear on which data to follow. I don't feel like I have a good set to, to even evaluate um, or compare. There's probably enough people that are getting vaccinated that we should be good. <laughs> how, how, how soon will we be good? I mean, at 1.25 million doses a day, what do we have? 400 million people in this country? Mm-hmm, roughly. Um, how soon do you get the herd immunity at, at that rate? What does it take? 60%? Well, 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 again, right? And it says actually start of 2020, the numbers were just over 331 million. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping we are fruitful and multiply, I guess. <laughs> I, I would say that, like you said, if we've been vaccinating 1.x million a day and we presumably are going to ramp that up and if people, that if people take the vaccine but okay yeah and I, I i would I, you know and again this is something which is interesting i don't know if any polls have been done to measure this in terms of what percentage of people are like me on the fence what percentage of people are hard no and what percentage of people are Hey, yes, if, I, if I, my number comes up, I'll take it. So again, do, do we have enough that are going to take the vaccine to allow people like me to slide under the radar? <laughs> okay, so let, let, me, let me give you another data point. 57% of the shots delivered to the states have been administered. So... I'm not sure exactly what you can conclude from that. Does that mean the states are not, I mean, 57% actually seems pretty low if we're in a state of emergency, but maybe it's hard to conclude anything from that piece of data. So let's just store that piece of data. <laughs> and if we get something- Is that, So that's on average, I guess, are some states higher and some states- um, Yeah, some states are higher, lower. some states are lower. Um, and we, we can look at it by state. Georgia and Texas are the same shade with about 50, somewhere between 50 and 60%. Some places like West Virginia, believe it or not, I don't know why it surprises me, but they're higher than 80%, North Dakota higher than 80%. And some places like California are lower. Well, and then, I mean, you know, the question there is, of course, how many doses were given to them? Um, what was the allocation? And this West Virginia could have gotten a small amount and therefore much easier Use them to, all. Right. to distribute. And then also, you know, how, how well did they set up distribution facilities? And right. because West Virginia, presumably, again, I'm, I'm making some real big wide assumptions here is more spread out than someplace like Georgia, because, you know, Atlanta tends to have, you know, a very large proportion of the population election right. results as an example proof point of that right and so it's probably easier to set up you know those metro centers for uh vaccination than in west virginia so you know all of those factors go in it, it is i don't I, yeah i don't know what i would do with that data point i will say this I, I, another uh piece of information i was given again not a data point per se, but is that a lot of people, because of the state of healthcare, don't know how to get vaccinated, mm -hmm. particularly if they don't have a healthcare provider. But even those with healthcare providers are not sure 
if they're supposed to contact someone, is someone supposed to contact them, how that's working. So there is a lot of confusion over this that I think is also probably leading to a lower rate than and and then on top of that, you know, people not going out, there be there being, you know, depending upon how they're set up for vaccination centers, they don't want to bring a whole bunch of people into a hospital, especially when there may already be people with COVID there. So there's I think there are a lot of challenges to to doing this in a pandemic that I don't think we were prepared for, especially given that the pandemic preparedness unit was disbanded early on a couple of years ago. So could have used that. Could have that would have been handy. That would have been handy. Yeah. So um yeah. Who 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 knew? Who knew, right? Well, yeah. uh, that question, some people say that's why it was set up. Yeah, some, some people did know. We did know. <laughs> yes. But okay, so so, so where where is so you are yes, you are you tell your parents. We were talking about me and my yeah, dad. You tell so, your parents, yeah, um, go go get it. I mean that's you. I encouraged my parents to go get it. Yes, I did. Because from all the information I have, the adverse effects of this vaccine are probably not much different than the adverse effects from the influenza vaccine, for example. And, you know, at a 0.3%, 0.5% people having an issue after the vaccine, I thought there was a bigger risk from the virus itself than from the vaccine. Yes. And we should note that this vaccine, and correct me if I'm wrong, my chemical engineer friend, not, is not, not a biologist though. A, I, I understand, but you got more in that vein than I do. I'm industrial, remember. <laughs> uh, it, this is not a live strain of the virus that you are being given, which happens in some cases of vaccination. That's correct. Yeah. That's so, correct. So it is not supposed to uh, is, is that no is that well if it's not live then it, it can't give you the virus right but let me ask you is that the case with now i you mentioned the flu vaccine Correct. and it's interesting because i also was talking to another friend of mine today about the flu vaccine and how she never takes it i have an, another student of mine who has never taken it her mother's in an assisted care facility and she's never taken it she's always they always call her she she made a point of telling me that they always call her to say, okay, well, we're doing the flu vaccines. Are, do you want us to give your mother one? Mm. And she would always just increase her mother's daily intake. She'd take her, her vitamin C and vitamin D pills, make sure they gave them to her. And her mother has never gotten the flu. She's been in the facility for at least six, seven years. You know, so I think with the flu vaccine, are, your, are you a flu vaccine? Do you take it regularly? I am on and off. Oh, okay. There have been years maybe two, three in a row where I've taken it. There have been years, two, three in a row where I haven't. I actually have not had the vac the flu vaccine this year, and I think that's a, I'm going to fix that. I'm okay. going to get the flu vaccine. Okay. Do your parents um, take it regularly? My parents... They dabble. They dabble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think the last few years they've been taking it regularly. So, so I don't know if you're about to ask, but a lot of people shy away from the flu vaccine because there have been reports of people catching the flu from the flu vaccine. Absolutely incorrect. The flu vaccine also is not a live virus. There are some live virus vaccines, which I've had because I've had to travel to foreign countries. But mm -hmm. the flu vaccine is not one. So you you can catch a fever. 
can have adver adverse reaction to it, but you're not catching the flu. It's either a killed virus or a protein extracted from the virus, but it is not something that can actually give you the flu. The flu. Okay. Um, so in this respect, the COVID-19 inoculation is, is similar, to, similar to the flu vaccine. But, you know, you bring up an interesting, you bring up a good point. And I, I think the, the point probably is going to get to what our call to action is as we, as we get towards the end of this call. I would not say the COVID-19 vaccine is the first line of defense that I would recommend to anyone. So I did tell my parents I thought they should take the vaccine. But many, many months ago, I told my parents I think they should get as much sun as they can possibly get to activate their vitamin D so their, their body is producing vitamin D uh, as opposed to, I mean, supplementation is fine and supplementation is needed, but it, the best result comes from your vitamin producing, I mean, your body producing vitamin D, which happens from exposure to the sun. I've long since encourage them to exercise we have these and i'm gonna have to get a sponsorship from apple because we have these apple watches <laughs> and we all set our calories and we text each other when we fall in short of our calorie goal so you know that it's a minimal level but it, it helps us to calorie goal you're talking about in terms of activity in terms of activity okay so their exercise minutes calorie goal and stands that the apple watch tracks um, okay and we've set somewhat aggressive calorie goals, um, which means we have to go out and do some exercise to get them. And if it gets towards the middle of the day and someone's behind on their calorie goals, which is usually me, I get a text message saying, you okay today? You falling behind on your calorie goals. <laughs> and um, it does prompt me to get up from my desk and we'll go walk around. Do so, so we, go, we, we prioritize exercise. So sun exposure exercise and always you have to Fuel your body appropriately. And that includes eating citrus fruits so you get your vitamin C. You know, juice isn't the best thing, but if you're not going to eat the fruits, then, you know, drinking juice. I prefer, uh, you, I, I prefer you to get uh, the fiber. I prefer you to get the fiber and less yes, sugar yes, from yes. eating the fruit. I don't but, know. I'm, I'm on the fence between supplementation and juice with the sugar. Okay. Okay. Anyway. I get you. I get you. I understand that. So those would be the first things I would recommend. Mm -hmm. So and maybe that's our call to action. We get people to, to move more, eat better. And of course, we talked about sleep in, in our last show. So we can't neglect that the body rejuvenates and restores the ability to fight off all disease and sickness as we sleep. So those yes. would be the first line. But well, after that, <laughs> well, in this can, case, I, can I add to your list? Of course, because you're the expert. <laughs> So I'm going to add those, those intangibles that everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people forget about. And these are actually also handy as far as recovering from stress. So supporting that good sleep that hopefully you're getting and the proper nourishment of your body that you're undertaking. The two things that I'm going to talk about are breathing and laughing. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Breath is, I think I've mentioned this before, you know, breathing is one of those things that we obviously do automatically. Right. 
but that also introduces the risk of when stress occurs that you're doing it and it is potentially increasing your stress un unbeknownst to you, again, automatically. So taking time during the day, the same as you do to walk, to really take some deep breaths, make them longer and deeper, breathe into your belly, because we tend to, again, with stress, breathe very shallowly, the chest, very short breaths. So we want long, deep breaths down to our belly. So the belly should expand and contract and really allow the diaphragm to move and get rid of all of the stale air and take in as much new fresh air as possible. Um, there, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but you know, when I do my laughter yoga classes, you know, laughter is ultimately actually a big breath. And they, there is uh, one of the Nobel Peace Prize winners in medicine who's talked about life should be measured in breaths, not in years, because the number of breaths you take, as, as you take them shorter, your life will be shorter. And the deeper and longer and the less breaths you take, of course, if you make them deep and long, you actually elongate your, your lifespan. So that's my first thing, breathing. And, we, and I think breathing is also is probably as underrated as sleep because we think, oh, I'm breathing. I'm breathing right now. Mm, not the most intentional breathing. And I guess that's what I'm saying is I, I believe in sort of intentional approaches to doing things that we normally do and that we need to do to survive, but doing it with the intention of maximizing its value. So laughter, same thing. So when you laugh, there have been documented studies around not only immunity, but particularly immunity with um, respiration mm -hmm. diseases and the respiratory system. So make sure you laugh. And again, I, I, you know, I can't say it enough laugh from your belly so the ho 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 is better but then the he he so <laughs> so you should feel you should enjoy that burn that you feel when you have a good laugh this is a perfect time when we're in quarantine to call your friends and especially those ones that you can you have these memories, Jag and I have lots of things that we could laugh about. Right. Some things that will not be talked about here. <laughs> so really, really intentionally, again, leverage the ability for laughter to boost your immune system and, and help protect you. And so, so those, I agree with you, those are your first line of defense. Right. Right. breathing, laughing, moving, eating well, and of course, sleeping, because right. those are going to be your anti, especially in this moment, stress and anxiety. What was interesting is I read somewhere, I think we were talking about it on the last show, actually, the, the concept of this, you know, mental health pandemic. Well, right. actually, he was talking about a sleep loss pandemic. And I read further that there are many mental health experts that are saying that there is a parallel mental health pandemic that's actually going to come and and probably have long ranging implications on our mental health because of the stress from isolation etc so all of these things are becoming extra important it's extra important to get your vitamin d it's extra important to get all of that nourishment uh your sleep etc so you need to be intentional about it in addition to whatever you do regarding vaccine masks hand washing
There you go. So you conclude all that to say, do all that, and you may not need the vaccine. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Say, I'm not, I, I think that you need to do all that, whatever you decide to do. Okay. I'm, I'm again going to give you the, I'm going to give you my dad's answer on this one. I don't have, it is your call. I think again, look at what your risk is and everyone is unique. I, you know, just as a health coach, I know that everybody is different. So everybody's going to react differently. Some people may, some people are not going to react well to this vaccine. I'm not going to say who that is. I don't even, it's, it's probably a small, and again, based on the clinical trials, they, they obviously, they didn't, it wasn't a perfect clinical trial. None of them are because all right. of us are going to react differently. So is, you have to make fast. a decision, warp speed. like you said, based on the risk that you incur of getting the virus and of it becoming severe for you, which right. can happen if you are not, if your immune system is not strong and you have all of these comorbidities and, and conditions that, you know, really are, put you at high risk for having a severe case, which can lead to death versus you taking it. So that that's the risk that you need to measure in order to determine how that goes up against your comfort level. And that's going to be an individual decision. And I think that I, I would like to see more data around what is needed for us to develop it as a society, because I, I do, I appreciate your question about what do we need to ensure that we're making sure other people are safe. So right. I want to make sure as if my dad takes it and I don't, I want to make sure he's safe. So if I had to take it for him, I, I probably would. Right, right. And, and to be honest, that, the reason I say yes is I've spent two hours with my parents since March mm -hmm. of last year. Mm -hmm. we, we drove and met and met, still masked up and outside, but we met for two hours. So I spent two hours with them since March of last year. Uh, partially because I don't want to bring, I, don't, I couldn't live with myself if I brought something to them. Mm -hmm. I'm not so worried about them bringing something to me, but I couldn't live with myself if I brought something to them. Right. And I didn't do what you did and took a test and quarantine <laughs> and then went and, and probably need to do that soon. But that also is in to my decision about the need to take a vaccine for me personally. Okay. You know, I, I guess one other thing we didn't mention, and you kind of mentioned it when you talked about breathing and laughter, because both of those are, are mindfulness type of things. Mm -hmm. um, but, but one thing I have tried to do this year, this past year, is, is meditate, meditate more. And of course, a lot of the meditation, guided meditation, will have you focus on the breath as a big part of your guided meditation. So I just wanted to throw that in as another thing that people should consider to arm themselves without having, and, and it, you know, all these things we talked about are relatively, relatively inexpensive. We're not talking about, you know, signing up for some rich people only. <laughs> yeah, I mean, breathing and laughter and even meditation you know, there walking are outside in the sun. Yeah, uh, there are resources that are available. In fact, we'll leave a link to, I have uh, on a page in my website, my peace page from Get a Grip. I have a number of resources that are available to, if you do want to get into meditation and even understand more about what the medical benefits are of breathing and, and really triggering what uh, one Harvard doctor had termed the relaxation response, which is the anti-stress response, distress response. So, so we'll, we'll definitely leave you those resources as well, because whatever you decide to do with the vaccine, remember, as we said, that your first line of defense is to really boost your immune system. 
So be good to yourself, your body, your mind, and and that will go a long way towards supporting you, whatever you decide with the vaccine. And with that being said, I thought we were going to have a nice show where we disagreed and couldn't come <laughs> to any agreement. And lo and behold. You know what we didn't talk about since I know we're, we're here to okay, uplift. So we, we have an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I, you're not going to disagree with this. Okay. I, I know that there are, since, you know, we're two Black folks and right. we have Black folks that listen we have to acknowledge that there are a number of black folks that have their hesitation in taking the vaccine because of the history of medical research, particularly on black folks in this country. And just, you know, there, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, but there's a lot of truth to the history. Right. And, and when you know the history, it does, it can create a little doubt in your mind at the very least about the the origins of it and the risk and all of the above so i want to you know again respect that for black folks and you know again it has to be your decision the risk versus any discomfort you have with that history uh, on top of everything else can't argue with that each person has the way what they consider to be the benefits and the potential pitfalls and make the informed decision for themselves. But again, I hope you listen to our show and take some of the steps that we're suggesting um, that you take as far as boosting your immune system so that none of the rest of that harms <laughs> you too much. And let us know. Let us know if you're going to take the vaccine. If you're not, why? Let us know if you have access to data that we should be sharing, because really it's it's a it's a community effort. And if you know something that everyone else should know that's not out there, please share it with us. And and any data points you have associated with it, we like to make sure that we're given given information that that has some some backup evidence or other. And yeah, let's let's come together on this and, and do the right thing, whatever that is. Do the right thing. Oh, oh. <laughs> no stupid questions, show y'all. Bye. Bye bye. You can ask any question that you want, or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>